0: <laughs>
1: How are, we doing? are we doing or not everybody what Welcome to Player Advantage How's it going What are you doing with your What is this I don't bit know. <laughs> What is this bit I don't know <laughs> Why are you Barry White Why Why are you doing the intro to Mark Henry's Sexual chocolate theme?
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't threaten me with a good time Um <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Oh shit! It's uh, it,
1: we were closer to not being uh being a month between episodes. This is only three weeks this time. Um, it's only three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, uh, you know, we just had we had stuff come up. We tried to to record. This wasn't a time where we just fucking fucked off for a month as we are wont to do. We did try. It just exactly. shit didn't line up uh, the way we wanted it to. A lot of uh, driving. Yeah, that last episode went up late because I'm stupid. Uh, and was like, why the fuck? I'm trying to export this this audio and it's not going, not realizing the prompt I needed to click was on my other screen. I'm so <laughs>
2: fucking not. stupid. No, you're not. <laughs> like kids like, the best of us. Like, I'm,
1: uh, and like I had. Because what happens is, so I don't have a second monitor right now. My other monitor just jumped off my fucking desk. So I'm using my TV as my other monitor.
2: I see. And I just
1: had something up on the TV. Not clicking in my head, hey, there might be something on that screen until I Are you kidding me yeah, That's until awful. I switched the the input and I was like, oh fuck me <laughs> <laughs> it's right That's there, awful. what am I doing you know, uh, but some stuff it happened happens. uh yeah. some stuff happened since the last time we uh the Last time we recorded, we A lot happened. A lot happened. Uh SummerSlam came and went. All Out came and went. Uh a lot of people debuted in AEW, NXT, completely fucking rebranded. Big E is WWE champion now. Oh my god. Which let's let's open it up and talk about that. Let's yeah. If you had said in 2014, when the New Day formed that two that two people in that faction, that Kofi and Big E would both be WWE champion. I don't know if anyone but like Xavier Woods would have believed you. Literally. Because like I liked both of those guys a lot. I all like I went through some of my old tweets from like around that time. I was like, they need to give W they need to give Biggie a fucking shot because Biggie rules, you know, and everyone knows I'm, you know, I'm a big Kofi fan. So, like, you know, I would have hoped that they would get here, but I didn't think they would actually go through with it.
2: They pulled the trigger on both of them, and it's. It's amazing, like Kofi's obviously was was like breathtaking, but, you know. Big E, holy shit! Definitely right, yeah, a shot, you know, and 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 I remember us like talking about him back in NXT with this fucking five gimmick, which was <gasps> the fucking five count, the which five five, 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 five,
1: five. Um, the crazy thing about Big E in NXT and I wanted to to get mad about it when they were po- NXT posted their the NXT Twitter account posted the uh, it was the picture of Big E when he beat Rollins for the belt. In NXT yeah. in 2012, and then him oh, after he beat Lashley, um, and all I could think was, "Oh, remember all the that time that you guys spent pretending this dude hadn't been your champion?"
2: Legit, like they literally they because they were so focused on like the indie guy thing that they didn't even yes. bring up the fact that he was that he was a champ in between what like fucking. For like twenty, uh, 20- 15- and-
1: he beat Rollins for uh for it, and then lost mm-hmm. it to Bo. And yep. they always like if you go back and watch some of those takeover shows, or you go back and watch, um, you go back and watch the uh, NXT shows from like 2016. They are they go out of their way to edit those videos about like the the prelude videos. Anytime that it's like oh the NXT title, the prestigious NXT championship anytime they did that it they always showed they would show Seth Rollins and then they would show Neville and then they would show Sami Zayn and then Kevin
2: Owens yep always it, always. Was, it, was, it was always, always like, as uh, if
1: big E and Bo Dallas did not exist yep it was it was like what
2: the NXt5 or something like that something?
1: well no I don't think they had a, a name for it or anything I just I think that was just what they uh, I think that was just uh I think they they just did that in such a way because it was like it was almost like they were ashamed of the guys who started in FCW.
2: Yep, absolutely.
1: Cause like Biggie and Bo Dallas are one hundred percent homegrown guys. They yep. did not wrestle anywhere else. All the wrestling training was from fucking Doctor Tom Pritchard and uh, and you know eventually later um, you know who, uh, Matt Bloom and everybody that was. Working in NXT. Like, they would go out of their way to not, like, to just not show him. And the thing is, he beat Seth Rollins, and he didn't just beat him. He beat him in, like, seven minutes when NXT was still an
2: hour. Ridiculous. And that was, like, with, like, interference from, like, Shield. From from the Shield.
1: This was at the point in time where nobody was beating the Shield guys. Yep. And maybe that's what it was and that's why they didn't show it because they wanted to kind of preserve the, like, the mystique of the shield. But yeah, Biggie whooped Rollins' ass and pinned him for a count of five.
2: <laughs> for the title.
1: But to win the belt. Because Rollins won the title that summer when they first, like, Rollins is the first NXT champion. Yep. Then they decide to put him in the shield, so they got to get the fucking belt off him because he's on the main roster now. All right, so who's who've been building up? Big E. And Triple H has always been very high on Big E. I don't know if he was running NXT at the time or if this was a dusty thing, but Triple H... Oh, no, no. Vince has always been hap- uh, high on Big E. Yeah. Vince has always been very into Big E. Uh, And Triple H was the one who decided... That uh, they should go with Roman, like the mm-hmm. the two names that were on the table in 2014, when they were like, okay, Cena and Orton are getting older, people are kind of tired of this. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to elevate somebody. Somebody is gonna have to be our guy for the future for the next few years. And so you, they look around at the roster, especially at that time because they had just put the belt on Brian, or were just about to. Hmm. And they just the two names that were on Vince's desk, as it were, were Roman Reigns and Big E. And Triple H suggested they go with Roman. Which I mean, now seven years later, we can say it's working out in the present. Uh, Absolutely, they had, they had to go through Absolutely. some shit to get there, though. Totally. Um. And, you know, now we're here and it's, it's very interesting to me that they're like, oh, remember how big he was NXT champion? The thing they never talk about.
2: God, it's just like ridiculous how like they can think that no one, I don't know that no one would remember that and that they would just drop him off the the intro. It's like, it's annoying, but at least now they're recognizing it. Yeah. Only after he fucking got the title.
1: Yeah. And like, to kind of, this will kind of segue, it's very, very funny to me that there is this like all Monday because on Monday morning he tweeted, hey, cat's coming out of the bag tonight. I am going to cash in my money in the bank to try to become WWE champion. And that came out, or he he said that, and then within minutes, people were, wow, WWE can't stand it. Dynamite beat them in the demo, and USA's Young. I was like, who fucking cares, dude? But furthermore, like one, I don't fucking care about ratings. I don't work in TV that shit's not important to me. I got bigger fucking fish to fry than TV ratings. Yep. That shit does Absolutely. not matter. Um I will say that maybe 10 minutes before Biggie tweeted that there was a tweet from Sean Ross Sap uh, from Fightful or Fightful Select tweet. What one of the two? That was like a not that the the tweet was a non-raw star is pl- is going to be on Tonight's show and going to be featured very heavily, and then it was one of those ones where you got to click through it and you got to be on the Patreon or whatever. And I'm like, ah, fuck it, I don't care that much. Uh, and then I saw the tweet from Big E, and I kind of clicked two and two together and go, oh, that's who they meant. Cool. Yep. So what probably yep. happened was since this Monday was the first Monday Night Football game of the season, the first Monday Night Football with fans back in the arenas.
2: Oh, God, yeah, that's right. Football was back.
1: Mm -hmm. The Raiders played the Ravens uh, and won in overtime. It was a great fucking game. Um, But it was like, guys, they always load up the first show for Monday Night Football. There was one show where somebody, I want to say Cena, either had a match or had an announcement, and he literally said, hey, come back at halftime.
2: Holy fuck. (laughs)
1: And at first it seemed like, oh, he means like halfway through this show. So like in an hour and a half. No, he meant halftime of the Monday Night Football game.
2: That's fucking funny.
1: Like, they, they always load up that first show. And so what probably was going to happen was that, that it was going to be a surprise. Then it leaked. So they had Big E say, hey, I'm going to be on the show. Because Vince McMahon hates when people... Get one over on him. He hates, hates when people it. find out his thing. Remember, remember that storyline they did with Jeff Hardy in late two thousand eight, where yeah. <laughs> you know you know the one where his life is terrible.
2: Yeah, what well, fucking like house burns down, and his dog dies, and he gets destroyed yeah. with fucking like fireworks. He
1: gets just... his. I think in this order, he is attacked in the stairwell. His house Hold burns.
2: Right
1: yeah. He is attacked in the stairwell at Survivor Series. His house burns down, killing his dog. Uh, he someone runs him off the road. Then he Thank finally God. wins the belt. Is
2: pelted with fireworks. Poor Jeff Joestar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I heard I saw I heard
1: burning house and dead dog and I was like oh. <laughs> Yeah, this is Jojo The the worst part is that that actually did happen. His house did burn down for real. It's an electrical fire.
2: Yeah, yeah. And they
1: just turned turn it in put it into part of the angle. Do you remember the dog's tattoo? Yeah. Do you remember who was who the attacker was supposed to be? It was supposed, to be it
2: was supposed to be Christian.
1: Yeah, it was supposed to be Christian.
2: It was a Christian.
1: Because Christian was on his way back in, and they were going to do, most likely they were going to do some sort of Hardy's Edge and Christian match at WrestleMania. Yeah. But then, it leaked, and Vince freaked out. Because Vince fucking hates it when you get one over on him. So then they switched it, and it became Matt, and then the whole story gets completely fucking deranged. Because it's like... I was jealous that you won the WWE title.
2: so Like, okay?
1: So I decided... Oh, no, I was jealous that you were about to win the WWE title. So I decided to try and ruin that. But then, if you go back and watch Armageddon 08, when Jeff wins the belt, fucking Matt comes out to congratulate him.
2: It just... (laughs) It's that bad.
1: And so I'm just glad that for once Vince's fucking brainworms did not cause him to just say, fuck you, fuck the plan, fuck the show. Uh, I'm going to do something else because you guys can't get one over on me. God. And now we have the fourth black WWE champion ever. The third in the last two years.
2: Phenomenal. Like, two.
1: really quick in my head. Let's, let's run through the WWE champions since September of 20, uh, 2018. So AJ Styles loses it to Daniel Bryan right before Survivor Series. Bryan loses it to Kofi at WrestleMania. Kofi mm-hmm. holds it until the first SmackDown on Fox in October. So, healthy six months or so. Yep. Loses it to Brock. Brock loses it to McIntyre, who loses it to The Miz, who loses Not it. really? Yeah, yes. You don't remember this. Um, so, Miz won the Money in the Bank from Otis. And so... Lashley decided to soften up or he so what happens is Miz makes a deal with the Hurt Business to soften up uh, McIntyre for him. Uh, And in exchange, Lashley gets the first shot at uh, at the Miz. I see. Uh, So then he does. Miz wins. Lashley beats him the next night on Raw. That was in like fucking February, March maybe. It was like six months ago. Lashley holds the belt all summer. He beats Drew McIntyre, who is the apparent new top baby face in the company. He beats Goldberg. He beats the shit out of Kofi. Yep. And then Big E beats him. That is the first time ever that a black man has ever beaten another black man for the WWE Championship in that company's history. The only other time I can think of where a world title in WWE was switched from one black man to another was when The Rock beat Booker T for the WCW title in
2: 2001. Holy shit. I don't have the look.
1: I know that. It's crazy, and I'm just really happy for Big E, and I know that a lot of people are having trouble getting excited about it. My rule with wrestling. No, go ahead.
2: Oh, no. It's just, you know, I I was going to agree with you on that point. I can understand the pessimism, definitely, like, totally 100%. You know, it might not go all that well. Who knows? But you know at least he got the shot I hope they make something out of it because they were obviously promoting it quite a bit you know they picked up a ball I just you know hope they don't drop it
1: yeah I mean and my I was going to say my rule with wrestling is similar to my rule with comic books which is if, if I like it it's cool and I'll acknowledge it if I don't like it whatever it's not real <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. I love that. That's canon. <laughs> That's canon I've, for you.
1: I, I've picked this up again. I, I know I name drop this podcast every episode now, but Cerebro, they just there's this period with the X-Men uh, from like 2014 to like 2017 where they're just like none of this shit is real. Ignore all this shit.
2: I w- w- what happens in that time? I hate to just like literally sidetrack. It. It's
1: fine. That's the show. Um, Inhumans versus X-Men happens around that
2: Oh, that's right And in, in what, I, I don't know like So Inhumans heard...
1: versus X-Men is Essentially When Marvel was sure They weren't, or Disney I guess Was sure they weren't going to get the rights back For um, For The X-Men, they decided yeah. Yeah. We are going to push uh, We're going to push The Inhumans Yep. so that's why in Agents of Shield, um, a big plot point is the existence of the Inhumans. That's why that uh, Inhumans show that nobody fucking watched.
2: Oh my god! Uh, oh god! Yeah, remember that? Oh so bad! Fucking so Ramsey Bolton, <laughs> fucking fucking uh, Christopher Pike from from the new Star Trek yep. TV shows is fucking blackball, and it's like cringe. It's, it's like it's, what it's, the? It's, fu-
1: it shows terrible. Um, Awful. I've seen like three clips from it. And went, hmm This sucks.
2: <laughs> I watched the whole episode. So
1: it got canceled after one season. I think before the whole season had even aired, they're like, "Yeah, no, this shit's not gonna
2: work." Yep, yep. They literally just axed it.
1: Is like get this shit out of here?
2: Um, it was beautiful. Uh,
1: they they just phased out all. They were trying to phase down the X Men and push the Inhumans, which is why Ms Marvel isn't Inhuman. Yes. Uh, instead of anything else, they decided specifically to make her an Inhuman because it was the time. We have to push the um, we, we got to push the Inhumans so we can have another franchise alongside the Avengers because uh, we can't use the X Men for the movies. Uh, this story features so the the Terrigen Mist. That gives in humans their powers is poison to mutants. So now all these fucking X Men characters are dying of like fucking Terrigen mist poisoning. They call it Mpox. Cyclops dies and Emma Frost like alters everybody's cognition of it, I guess, so that they all What's think Cyclops died fighting valiantly and not died of a disease. Because she's like he's too important to mutant kind for me it's, he's no he's too important to mutant kind for us to let people remember him this way oh
2: my gosh yeah uh
1: it's it was a it very, sounds
2: fucking ridiculous it was like, a very
1: bad story it wasn't good oh. uh Emma, that was, beca- that was, that Emma was Emma becomes for, like, like a mutant yeah. terrorist it's it's a lot.
2: Oh my God! And that's that's over the course of three years, right? The, that whole well, story. I think that story
1: was like a year, but then the, all oh, the fallout okay. for it, everything that happened around this time, it was also Axis happens around then, which is when you get uh, you get the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver suddenly not being Magneto's kids anymore, which I think they yes. are currently in the process of rectifying through uh, the trial of Magneto. Oh
2: God. She Which that, it, I told I, you about that, right? Yeah, she told me. That, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. What we don't have to go fuck? back into that. I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" But there's just so much about the X Men lore that that I've I've tried to get. In. Uh, Dawn of X. Dawn of Dawn, Dawn of
1: X, X, X is where. You, yeah. Uh, X of Dawn. The house of X Powers of Ten. Yes.
2: Yes. Uh, I'm sorry, did I?
1: T- so many. So. Um, Uh, I know he said we were going to get into AEW first, so I'll, I'll put a pin in this. But um, you know the character Havoc?
2: Yes, I do. Um, uh, Scott's younger brother in the Scott's comics, younger the brother, brother, Alex. In the- his older brother in the yeah. movie, yeah, for some yeah, fucking reason. I don't know why, but yeah.
1: Um, one of his... <sighs> <laughs> one of his long-term... Uh, actually, So two. so his two longest-running... Romantic interests are Polaris Who is Magneto's other daughter Okay uh, Who also has the power of magnetism What the fuck? Yeah Uh, And Madeline Pryor Who is A clone of Jean Grey Who was once married to Scott And in fact is the mother of Cable (laughs)
2: Oh my god, that sounds really familiar. I'm pretty sure you might have told me this. I might have mentioned it. It's just very funny to me. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> He's a dude who's happening. in love with his brother's wife. Yeah. <laughs> he said, Scott, I want to have sex with your wife. I want to have sex with your wife. <laughs> Booker. Booker. I want to have sex with your wife. <laughs> not, just, not any kind of sex. That kind of perverted <laughs> sex. Okay, we I, I cannot sit here and just do Kurt Angle bits. We'll be here all day. I, for one, yeah. <laughs> Were you going to do the good. I would tap uh, out Jesus thing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, all-time great bit man, Kurt Angle. <laughs> By a one hero. day,
2: one day it'll be just two hours of the <laughs> best Kurt Angle moments. <laughs> His best moments sounds we, good. There's two out. There's enough. There's enough for that, right? There's enough for that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I could talk about Kurt Angle all fucking day. Me too. I
2: mean, uh, um,
1: What's a broken freaking neck? With a broken freaking neck. Uh, speaking of wrestling, uh, and there being a lot of it. Oh, so much. AEW Dynamite uh, just went off a couple hours ago. Um, they set up a, a ton of shit for, uh, for next week. They're doing that show in uh, Queens at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York. Um, they set up a ton of shit for that show. So they're doing Dynamite on Wednesday and they're doing Rampage on Friday. So they literally said, it's like a pay-per-view on free TV.
2: That's crazy. It's awesome. We're doing so fucking good right
1: now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's talk about the people they just fucking brought in. Oh, please. <sighs> okay. I can't wait to
2: get
1: so into this. CM Punk, who next week on Rampage is going to wrestle powerhouse Willie Hobbs, which rules. Because he's God, feuding with I fucking Taz. Team Taz now. Which means he's definitely going to wrestle Hook at some point. Meaning he might Ten actually Hook. be Hook's first TV match, which is crazy. Um, so they, they brought in CM Punk. He wrestled it all out, beat Darby Allen. Uh, thank God. God bless us. Everyone Darby sucks.
2: Darby does suck.
1: <laughs> like, I don't want to get too much in the weeds about, uh, him sucking as a person, but like, even if your your definition of certain things is not what the, is the, not the conclusion that his, uh, there are certain allegations about Darby Allen, and I'm not going to get into them too deep. But he is best case scenario given the the allegations. Best case scenario, he's just a total fucking dickhead. Yep. <laughs> like that's the, as far as I as far as I can see it. Best case scenario, Darby Allen is just a fucking dick. Period. Uh, also, he definitely hates
2: rap music.
1: That I have. Oh, uh, God. Fuck which, t- again, tells me everything I need to know about him as a person.
2: Yep. Exactly.
1: That's not real music, bro. Fucking looks uh. like he cuts his own hair. Um, <laughs> he does. He does. He absolutely looks like he cuts his own hair because it's the same. What do I need to go to a fucking hairdresser for? Save 30 bucks.
2: <laughs> 30 bucks, bro.
1: Um, so, Punk has already moved on from Darby. Uh, Darby, I guess, is now feuding with The Pinnacle. He's feuding with the um. fucking FTR, which, fine. I guess. <laughs> I'm just glad. Fine. That, I'm glad that they're just done with the, the pinnacle and in um, the inner circle shit. That went on for so fucking long. Like, Holy MJF shit. and Jericho and that whole thing. That feud went on for a year.
2: <laughs> oh, fuck. That's, like, Ugh. too
1: long. Like, because they were... They were they had the match so that Jericho would have to let MJF into the inner circle mm-hmm. then they uh they so then they were tagging for a while then they did the angle where Sammy left and they were trying MJF was apparently trying to turn the inner circle against Jericho and then they revealed the pinnacle i feel like the pinnacle became a thing in like March? (laughs) Let me look. Let me me see when the fuck the pinnacle formed. Because it feels like it was like six months ago. God damn it. Can I type? The pinnacle was formed in March 2021. Yeah. Okay. March 10th. The pinnacle. When when you're in the pinnacle, you're always on top. That's a great fucking catchphrase, though. I do love that.
2: Um, When you're in pinnacle, you're family.
1: (laughs) In the fucking Olive Garden now?
2: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) When you're pinnacle, you're family.
1: Um, fuck. Uh... So the Pinnacle, they, they moved on. They're feuding with Darby and Sting. Uh, I think next Wednesday it'll be FTR versus Darby and Sting, which, uh, all right. I just, can we not feature Darby so heavily? <laughs> you know?
2: I don't, I don't know what anyone sees in that fucking guy. He just hurts him a well, so lot. I, I
1: remember when, to, to throw it back to even pre the original player advantage, Uh, when Trask, when Joystick Republic went under, which if you are listening to this and you remember fucking Joystick Republic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I talk to him sometimes. Um, I haven't heard it. I haven't heard that name in years. (laughs) Yeah. So when Trask brought to Joystick Republic, which was the site that basically in spirit kind of became player advantage later.
2: Yes. Um, Yes.
1: When that went under trask brought or trask and al offered al uh (laughs) offered all of us that were writing there like hey all of us that were writing there that weren't already working on wrestling with words come over and write on wrestling with words um so i went over and i basically became the evolve
2: reviewer yes yes you did yes you did
1: that that was kind of my that was my bag for a little while um Because during Mania Week that year, they were just kind of like, all right, who wants to cover what? I was like, I want to cover something. Here are the days I'm free. And they're like, "Okay, cool. Cover Evolve. Fine. Cool. Uh, So Darby was on those shows. And I want to say he was feuding with Ethan Page at the time. Uh, yes. Yes, cause this, yeah, because yeah, because Ethan Page put him in a body bag and threw him out of the frame. Oh my god, that sick. was
2: my favorite. He hit him with a fucking chair. He hit, a with,
1: he hit him with a shoot shovel.
2: <laughs> oh, that's what he did. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like an, oh.
1: like a just a, a straight up shovel from the hardware store. Just whooped his ass with it. It's
2: fucking crazy. Um,
1: but I remember being, I remember liking him then, uh, like. He's going like, whoa! This guy, he'll just kind of—he bumps like a fucking maniac. That's crazy. And now it's like, oh, this is like his only thing.
2: Jesus Christ!
1: It's like, hey, want to see somebody do Orange Cassidy's moves, but worse? Why not? I do. I will say this: his suicide dive is fuck is a uh, is fucking crazy.
2: It is crazy because <laughs> he is, goes it's fucking ridiculous.
1: Uh, like. And I think it's part of the way – is part of it is the way they shoot it because they always shoot it from such an angle where he looks like a fucking bullet. Yes. Like he just – he goes whole hog into that. And I will say I think that move is good. Um, but yeah, I could do without Darby on these shows. Um, uh, but he'll be wrestling FTR uh, and him and Sting will probably beat
2: them. Oh my god.
1: Because they're, I feel like they don't want to have Sting lose. <laughs> I feel no,
2: like, no, I don't think they want to either. To I, I think point. that
1: any match that Sting is in, Sting and Darby will win. Um, which, yep. fine, I guess. Whatever. Um, MJF, the leader of the pinnacle, uh, he is going to wrestle Brian Pillman Jr.,
2: which is... Yes, yes. I saw that.
1: It's interesting, because they kind of use Pillman... Sparingly, like they, they primarily put him in the tag team, uh, and this is something they do with all their tag team guys is that every once in a while they'll just get start giving them shine, uh, in singles matches. Um, mm-hmm. like they do this a lot with Pentagon and Phoenix, uh, who are currently the tag team champions and are going to defend the titles this Friday on Rampage. Uh, so tomorrow, when you guys hear this, hopefully, provided I don't fuck this up again, um. He uh they will defend the tag titles against the butcher and the blade, because the butcher is fucking back.
2: Oh fuck yeah. Fucking Andy
1: Williams. <laughs> which means every time I die, new record out, I think next month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which that's fucking awesome. It's just like, hey, we brought in this like legit fucking rock star to who is also a pretty good wrestler. Fucking go. Uh, and so anytime he's gone, it's like oh that's because they're working on you. Every time I die, shit, cool. Ridiculous. Uh, Brian Danielson. This is kind of the the match that I'm really really looking forward to is Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. I have turned yes. yeah. such a corner back on Ken- on Kenny Omega. Cause, really? really? Yeah. Because like I remember when he first. Came over to New Japan. I remember being into him uh, a lot because you really liked him, and so I had seen a bunch of his shit because of you. Um. And uh, and so I think it's a similar problem. Amazing matches, definitely. Yeah, I I think it's a similar problem to what kind of happened to me with Punk, where it was just like, holy shit shut the fuck
2: up about yeah, Kenny Omega. Yeah, really annoying. He, can, he has talent. I mean, it wasn't even oh,
1: him. Man. It was just the people around him where it was like...
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Like, every match he wrestled, it was just like... 12 stars. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, amazing, bro. Like, I used to work with this guy who... I I don't think he watched as much shit as he said he did. Um, Not to be a fake fan, but it was just like... He would say things... And then I would read ten minutes later, or I'd read after I got off work. Like, oh, Meltzer said this exact thing today. Okay, got oh, it. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> the thing that Joey was insisting on—that's it's that's just Meltzer. Okay, cool. Um, and so
2: did he like Kenny a lot too? He what
1: loved Kenny. He was very oh big God. into, th- like, he would just sing the BTE theme sometimes, just like. You're 36. Oh, really?
2: Yeah, you're 36.
1: (laughs) Like, it was just, uh, he, very into, very into them. And it was just, like, him and people like him. It was just, like, I get it. You know? And it was just, like, even after they left New Japan, it was, like, the way people talked about them as if they were the whole reason people got into New Japan. That without the Bucks and Kenny, like specifically the elite, without them, people would not care. People would have never gotten into New Japan when Awful. I know that's not true.
2: That's absolutely not true.
1: The the start of the big push and New Japan getting really big in North America. Jer- it, it's AJ Styles.
2: <laughs> oh, I thought it was Jeff Jarrett. Well, Jeff Jeff Jarrett,
1: Jarrett, yes. Jeff Jarrett, did. Global Force, did play a pretty big part in that. But, like, no meme. It's AJ Styles. Like, AJ leaves TNA in 2013. He is in New Japan in 2014, a full year before Kenny is. And I remember that was the first time I saw a lot of people going like, yo, the fucking G1 is going to be so good this year. And I remember that G1 final is crazy. It's Okada yeah, it's and month Nakamura, month. and Okada hits, like, four Rainmakers. <laughs> like, he hit one and held on and hit another one and held on and hit another one.
2: Oh, my God. Who won that?
1: It was, uh, it, was it was Nakamura, right? No, Okada won. And they did Okada, Okada and Styles at... Uh, Okada and Styles at Wrestle Kingdom. This is another thing I want to just really quickly kind of kind of dovetail into nakamura signed a new contract recently and people were he did well here's the thing
2: i mean i mean that's i mean good for him
1: (laughs) yeah it's like dude wants to hang out at home and surf and be in essentially the same position he'd be in if you still new japan yep like new japan at some point we're like all right we're not giving this guy the fucking belt anymore
2: You know they 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 didn't even give him a shot back at the uh fucking at the white belt. Oh uh, world yeah yeah no. I mean they kept the white belt on him like, Yeah that was the, he's
1: the guy I associate with the intercon- the IWGP Intercontinental title him and Knights
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. But now like I mean not now but that we, that we, belt doesn't, we,
1: doesn't exist anymore. anymore.
2: <laughs> doesn't exist anymore and and even if it if it did like, like he's already won the the IWGP heavyweight title a couple times I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. So it's like, just kind of like He would
1: know, be In a similar position to where Tanahashi is now. Where Tanahashi... Tanahashi's fucking US champion. Like, what
2: the fuck? He's just fucking vibing at this point. Yeah, just
1: hanging out. Like, at one point, Tanahashi was the never champion.
2: Alright. That man has held every title. He's just collecting them now.
1: Right. And so Nakamura, if he wants to fucking hang out in Florida and go surfing and do... Get achieved the same amount while doing less work. God bless him.
2: Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> I used to be mad about how he would coast in New Japan, but now, honestly, like it's all he, he ever wanted him. to do. It really is all he wanted to ever do. Like because after like, a certain point tag matches.:
1: Yeah, like after a certain point, I, I want to say around the like 2015, 2016, he was just like, "Fuck it. Who cares?"
2: Literally. He was every tag match. It was like the same 10 moves. And then he'd be like, Oh, I fell off the apron. He'd <laughs> do the same spot. This way. <laughs> yeah. That was
1: it. And the match is over. You know, it was every time. Um and uh you know, good for him. Um, but yep. like I remember when I got into New Japan, which was right before Kenny got there, twenty fourteen, Kenny got there I remember you and I watched that show it was uh Russell Kingdom was Russell Kingdom nine in 2015. Yes,
2: yes, yes. It was uh fucking, my fucking, uh, fucking uh him versus Kushida.
1: Or no, he came out af. Did he come out after Kushida's match and challenge? It was like, af- Yeah. It,
2: it was after. It was after. Oh no, 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 no. It was uh, it was. They Tiguchi. had been
1: te- They had been teasing like, oh, somebody who's gonna join Bullet Club, and then yeah. it turned out to be Kenny. Um yeah,
2: It was. It was. He was came it ever- out after like Taguchi's match? Okay, yeah, it was Toguchi, yeah. Yeah, it was Toguchi because yeah. Toguchi was like, "Hey, I'm the fucking sexy junior heavyweight title guy." That was his gimmick for the longest time. Yeah,
1: here's my um, ass.
2: <laughs> here's my fucking cheeks. Have them. Um. Um. Yeah. But yeah. the the
1: guys in New Japan at the time, like the the ba- like the your f- six guys at the top. It was Styles, Okada, Nakamura, Tanahashi,
2: Goto, and Naito. Mhm, because mm-hmm. Naito did did really well. Do I'm pretty sure that was the, that was the yeah that was the um the G1 where he was killing it. He beat Okada, he beat um, Styles, like he was on a roll. I don't know if he beat Tanahashi. I don't know if Tanahashi was.
1: was in the I want to say Nakamura and Tanahashi were in the other block.
2: Yeah, they were in the other block because they had a really, a really banger match. But yeah, it was, uh, it was that time where Naito was was really fucking like kicking everyone's ass in that block.
1: Yeah, this was right before he went to Mexico.
2: Yeah, this was yeah, it was right before he went to Mexico. It was when he was still doing the Stardust Press and all that. Right.
1: Yeah, he was still doing all the he was still the Stardust Genius and doing all that shit. Yes. Yeah. Um, but like to get back to Kenny, it was, I think it was after. Whatever match that Meltzer gave, like, six stars. I was like, okay, we're jumping oh, yeah, the shark man. on this fucking guy. Because all like, the time, kinda, it was, it was, was always... Yeah, I think it was the Dominion match. It was all the time. It was, you got... Can you make... You know, he's the, and then he became the kind of face of the... I, I want to choose my words right here. The... fucking WWE sucks. Yeah, like, like the guy you know. The guy you know, know the guy. you know that kind of person. Yes, yes. He kind of became the guy for the Homer picture guy. For the guys you think of when you think of that Homer <laughs> meme, and it was just like fucking shut up, you know. Excuse me. And just did you like, see
2: what Meltzer gave Omega uh, versus Okada twelve?
1: And it's just like, all right, I get it, and then. It- at, at some point, I was just, like, totally just burned out on him. And I was just like, this guy doesn't do it for me, and I wish everybody else would nope. shut the fuck up. And it was like, he doesn't do it for me the way he does it for everyone else.
0: Absolutely. Like, I think he's and-
1: good, but he's not – you know, he's not the greatest wrestler to ever fucking draw air to me.
2: Exactly. Exactly. For me, it's that, like, okay, he – was pretty spectacular like 2015 20 2016 2017 like before AEW, when he was really pushing himself right like the Mm -hmm. guy was like remember that um us show where where it was him versus Ishii, and they they were just like doing crazy shit in the ring it was yeah and
1: then they gave him the us title and he was just like forgetting the fucking belt
2: yeah no literally forgetting the belt (laughs) it was fantastic though like he was doing a great job, and and even with all of my criticisms of him, you know, he was still doing a great job. But at some point, from AEW, from New Japan to AEW, he he kind of started to slow down, and I don't know if that was because I think a lot of that um, was injuries. I, no, that's what I was gonna say. Like it was probably a lot of injuries because the dude actually pushed himself to a shocking degree in Japan. Like it was fucking ridiculous. And he burned himself out essentially. That's why the past a, a couple of years he's been not nearly as quick as he used to be. But I think from what well, I mean, I've and plus seen, he got older. He's
1: what 34, 35 now?
2: Yep, yep. Yeah, but it seems like he's he's finding his groove in what yep. he can do nowadays, you know. He's finally he's like, "Okay, all right, I'm not 20 something anymore. I can't pull off all these crazy ass moves anymore." I'm clearly like I, I can pull it out sometimes But not all the time So I'm just gonna like
1: Plus I think I Do what I can Right And I think I just wasn't Really into him as Cause like when AEW started one, Two There are two things One I think he had to kind of Relearn Like okay This is how I wrestle on TV Cause mm-hmm. He was never a weekly TV guy Like oh, he yeah, that's Right he wasn't He was like exclusively like Working in Japan And so he wasn't working Weekly TV shows And shit like that um. there was that uh, and the other thing for me was that like when AEW started he was like naturally like this massive fucking baby face like all of them were and I think this was part of the reason like the elite as characters bugged me so much in like early AEW is like I didn't fucking like them <laughs> They exactly. just what, came off totally up? fucking uh, – the I, there's one moment where I remember thinking, like, oh, that was a really good, like, babyface moment from Kenny. And that was uh, – it was – I think Nyla was trying to beat up Riho, like, after a match. And Kenny runs out to make the save, and he's just yelling at Nyla. He's like, what the – he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Go to the back.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: And, like – because my brain didn't click that as Kenny the wrestler is trying to run out and – like, why the fuck is Kenny confronting Nyla as a wrestler? It was like Kenny, as the EVP of the company who cares about the talent, is like, what the fuck? Stop. Stop it. shit out. <laughs> you know, this is – we're trying to conduct business here. Don't be a sore loser. And I remember really liking that. But, like – I didn't really care for the rest of him like as a baby face. I think the most interested I was in him as a character before right now was when uh, they first started doing like the kind of like dissension within the elite where – when before Hangman left where yeah. like Hangman is clearly not getting along with the Bucks anymore Kenny is kind of busy with his own shit, but him and Hangman are still the tag champs, and Kenny's kind of caught in the middle, and I I really liked that, but like, for the most part, up until right now, I felt pretty indifferent. Uh, yeah. So there's yeah. 10 minutes of talking to say I felt kind of indifferent about Kenny And then the way that people talked about him Made me not like him Because I didn't feel that way about him I felt totally yeah. indifferent And in seeing people who are just like Frothing at the fucking mouth about this guy I was just like, whatever, who cares, shut up Um. And now With him as this fucking And imp- You didn't catch it on the show, um, but Danielson kind of called it out where he said the way that the elite dress, the way they act, it all comes off very insecure to him. And it's like, yes, thank you for saying the thing I've been thinking, which is that their characters are that they are insecure in their own abilities. Despite the fact that they call themselves the best, they all worry that. Without the help of the others, they can't do it.
2: Exactly, exactly. They're but always I, in a state of desperation in some kind of way.
1: Right where up until up until uh, the match with the Lucha Bros at All Out, the you know the Young Bucks escaped every match with the tag titles by the skin of their teeth.
2: Fucking crazy.
1: Uh, and then once they once they were without Kenny, without Don Callis, without the Good Brothers running in to help them, they're trapped in a cage with the Lucha Bros. They lose. They fight hard. And they, they put up their best. And they, they give it as good as they get. But they lose. And so now Kenny had a, you know, he's going to face Danielson at... Um, you know, at uh, on Dynamite next week, it's non-title, which is I think why he they, they'll go into. I think Danielson probably wins that match, or yep. they do it in some like fucky way where it's like Danielson very clearly should win because he got a visual tap out on Kenny last week.
2: Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. I saw Locked that. him in the
1: bell lock, and Kenny tapped. And so, what I'm sure will happen is. Either Danielson wins, or Callis distracts the ref and Kenny taps out, and then goes to a fucking no contest or whatever uh, after yep. the Good Brothers run in. Like, and as much as the whole every show has a fucking elite beatdown, every show that they have a match ends like that, as a character beat, I think it's super interesting. Yeah. That this guy who was once the most celebrated wrestler in the world who calls himself the god of professional wrestling is like constantly like oh shit I might lose. I think that rules. I
2: love that. I, yeah I think that's great. And it's, it, it's funny to me because I hate to randomly just bring up Yoshihito Suzaki. this mm-hmm. is like the most random thing I'm bringing up but like like I just find it interesting how like wrestlers will depict their own desperation in some way through their character or yeah. the way they they work in the ring because kenny omega he he operates on his whole desperation a lot differently from like someone like yoshido suzaki who uh, will instead of you know doing shady shit is actively like trying his absolute best to beat the living shit of his opponent for just for just three seconds. He doesn't want to pin him any any longer than that. He doesn't want to, like, kill them or anything. He's like, I just need you down for three seconds. And I'm good. You know? Right. I, just, like, I think that's interesting.
1: Him having to use a... Kenny using a top rope version of the One-Winged Angel, a move no one ever kicks out of, just to make sure Christian doesn't kick out of it, is fucking <laughs> great. <It's>
2: fucking <laughs> like, ridiculous.
1: Like, it's not... So Cena will use like the top rope AA or off AA off the second rope. But everybody kicks out of the AA. So that's his bigger, better shot. Kenny going, No, I need to make sure that you don't kick out of my move so I can keep the keep the the mystique of this move up. I think that rules. That's amazing. Um I think he's still Has working hurt he... too. Yeah, oh totally. <laughs> Somebody, I heard somebody say he had a torn labrum earlier this year. It's like, why the fuck are you here? Would not be dude?
2: surprised. That dude, like, is, is a maniac. He will literally work as injured as possible. That's how he got through all those fucking G1s.
1: Yeah, he, uh, to he needs to not do that.
2: Yeah. Hey, take your break, buddy. It's That's okay to fun. take breaks.
1: Like, yeah. I, it would not surprise me after, because I think that... Oh my god! It just clicked in my head. What I want to happen at that show. I want them to set up to do elite bullshit, and then fucking Hangman to come out.
2: Yeah, that'd be good.
1: And then we get like Danielson and Hangman, and then we get Daniel or we get Hangman and Kenny at full gear, and then Kenny can go away for a little while.
2: Give him a break. <laughs> Kenny can He's
1: go heal up for a couple months.
2: He can train a little bit, get you know, you know some some uh, some working out in. You can play some video games. Just right. to, like, give him time to like recoup because that dude has been going like since he got back from New Japan. I was say like, that company
1: started and he's just been go 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 go. And I Ever what they've been doing uh, with him is that they'll he'll work uh, he'll work a couple matches and then he just won't wrestle on TV for for a few weeks. Where he'll just do segments or he'll wrestle in tag matches. Which is the the benefit of him being in the tag team with Hangman last year. Was that Hangman could take a lot of the bumps and Kenny could get his shit in and not get fucking injured.
2: Exactly. Um,
1: what else is announced so far? Oh, they're doing Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus uh, Jurassic Express and Christian.
2: Shut the front door. <laughs> yeah. We're getting Adam Cole wrestling. Adam Cole versus Christian. <laughs> oh, my God. That's going to be fucking golden. The AEW is a fucking crazy place right now. Mm-hmm. It's so ridiculous what they have going on. And let me just say, I am so happy with the changes that they have made to AEW. Because you, you knew, you know my criticisms of it. You know, like, part of the reason why. I mean, now, I now I don't watch it just because, like, I'm always scrambling. But, yeah, it's time, like, you know. Exactly. But previously it was like, I don't want a a Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody Rose vehicle promotion. Like, I don't need that. I don't want it. Hard pass. But they've been distancing themselves from that in a way. they feature more folks. And it's it's beautiful, honestly.
1: And it's it's interesting because they have a really good balance, I think. Of all right, this is the stuff for the the hardcores who were staying up to watch shit on New Japan World five years ago, and here's some shit for the family.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Here's
1: some shit for the wrestling fan who maybe fell off wrestling ten years ago, uh, but still like you know wanted to get back into it.
2: And, and here's my question to you because you watch the promotion way more than I do. I watch so much fucking AEW, it's crazy. You watch a lot of AEW. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I, I didn't I, see I that coming. You're you're, you're, you're you're gonna you're gonna get to the point, Marcus, where you're gonna be the Garrett Kidney of. That's AEW. not happening. There's no way that happens. That's I impossible.
1: So. No. <laughs> that possible. that dude yeah. was I, what? That dude could recite TNA cards. From, like, 15 years ago in his sleep.
2: <laughs> That's one of my favorite things ever. And one like, day, you can just ask him, hey, boy. Garrett,
1: did these two people ever wrestle in TNA? He could probably tell you, like, three times at the top of his head.
2: Yep. Yep. <laughs> he makes me want to watch TNA, early TNA, on a fucking daily basis. So, yep. shout out to, to, shout Garrett. to Garrett. But, yeah, yeah. But would you, would you say that you just mentioned two things about AEW, and I'm sorry, we're obviously sidetracking. Uh, a little bit, but A.W., you have these family-friendly segments, you have these, um, you know, die-hard, um, you know, past fan who wants to get back into it. Do you think that all of these things during, like, these shows are handled in a way that isn't jarring?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that they're... I wish... So, one thing with... The, the shows they, they've they done since All Out, um, like, this it, is a really minor gripe I have, is that uh, it's a lot of... The shows are very talk-heavy right now because mm-hmm. they, they're trying to load up between shows. Um, but none of the shit is, like, jarring. It is all very, like... Like, they're doing a, like a feud with Orange Cassidy and Matt Hardy right now.
2: That's funny.
1: Where Orange Cassidy... Accidentally broke Matt Hardy's nose in a match. Um, It was a match on Dynamite a few weeks ago. Uh, Cassidy comes off the top rope for a crossbody and just lands high. Matt is kind of closer than he thought he was, and he lands, like, right on Matt's face. Oh, jeez! And so now Matt Hardy is like, I'm going to take everything that people think is cool about you. I'm going to shave your head. And Orange Cassidy goes, cool, whatever. <laughs> 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 like, and it doesn't feel like, I, like Orange Cassidy is kind of a really good litmus test, I think, because like nothing he does ever feels out of place on the show. Nothing Chris Statlander does on the show feels out of place. Britt Baker's character is that she is a dentist. <laughs> And it does not feel out of place, because it's not fucking Isaac Yankum. It's like, no, yeah, I'm a wrestler. I'm a really good wrestler. I'm your women's champion. Also, I am a dentist.
2: <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. She's like, I got, I got an appointment at, at, uh, at three. Yeah, her finishing move is
1: a fucking mandible claw. Because of course that's it is, because she's a dentist.
2: That's fucking fantastic.
1: Because and she's a shoot that- dentist. That's her day job. <laughs>
2: She's a shoe dentist.
1: That, <laughs>
2: that's her fucking
1: day job. Is she's a
2: dentist? I fucking love that. And and the her catchphrase is it... her
1: type is like her her medical title. She, serious, said, D-M-D. Yeah, she, she says She says D M D, and the whole crowd says it with her.
2: <laughs> oh my god! You're gonna get a lot of referrals. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> fucking crazy, but. I think that the fact that it doesn't come off all of these things, there's so many things that are packed into these shows. And, you know, I haven't watched any of them recently, but I have watched one and you know, it's just based off of that, but it's, it never comes off jarring. And I think that's really hard to come by, you know, because it's so easy to, to fuck that up. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, and even the fact that like they have, they have like a dozen factions in AEW. I have never minded it. Like, I know a lot of people don't like it. I personally, it makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of factions in AEW. Because in a company that employs so many people, naturally, people are going to kind of gravitate one way or the other. It's like these guys are a group. But more accurately, these guys are friends who hang out.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Like best friends is a great example of this because it's Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, uh, Trent, Wheeler Yuta, and Chris Statlander. They're just five fucking people who hang out. Five bros. <laughs> just just goofing off and being wrestlers. Um, you've got the Dark Order who are a cult, <laughs> who are a cult having a fucking schism right now.
2: Holy shit.
1: Because Hangman said Hey don't Look I don't need you guys to help me out I gotta do this shit on my own And then Evil Uno was like hey look We gotta respect his wishes And John Silver was like no that's fucking stupid He's our friend and he needs our help (laughs) Which is great Which is a great reason for people to start fighting As friends because one of you wants Hey look he said we gotta leave him alone Let's leave him alone. And then the rest going, no, 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 he needs our help. Very clearly. He's Holy getting his ass fuck. whooped. <laughs> they're beating the shit out of him. He's our friend. We have to help him.
2: Oh my fucking God.
1: Uh like they're having they're having issues right now, which is cool. Uh as a storyline, and they will probably all just get back together when Hangman comes up to unite them. Yes. Um you know, you have the wingmen, who are a group of losers. It's fucking <laughs> pretty. Peter Avalon, JD Drake,
2: oh, Peter, Peter Avalon. I haven't heard that name in years.
1: And Ryan Nemeth, who is Dolph Ziggler's younger brother, <laughs> and his character—his oh character is that he is Dolph Ziggler's younger brother. <laughs> Are you serious? He just comes out and just does all of Dolph's shit. It's hilarious.
2: Oh, my fucking God. That's spectacular.
1: And there's, you know, uh, there's Kingston and Moxley who are just two guys who know each other and have known each other forever. And sometimes they hang out with Death Triangle, who is a faction with At least four people in it <laughs> Because that's Penta, Phoenix Uh Penta, Phoenix and Pac But sometimes That also includes Penta's translator, Alice Abrahamtis. <laughs> and oh, also yeah. sometimes they hang out With the Laredo Kid the... What the fuck? Yeah <laughs> It's the inner circle, which is a bunch of dudes Chris Jericho likes. <laughs> and the pinnacle, a bunch of dudes who don't like Chris Jericho. <laughs> which, I was thinking about this, because they are supposed to be coming out with that AEW game. I mean, I was hoping it would be this year, but it's it'll probably be early next year. My guess is it'll be like around double or nothing next year, so like spring. I want that to be part of the game is I I want part of the game to be that you can join different factions or different factions want you to kind of hang out with them. Yeah. It's like you show up to a W and you, you wrestle a couple matches on dark and like if you lose a few of them. Dark Order is like, hey, you want to stop being a loser? (laughs) Do you want to hang out? Do you want to make friends? Do you want to join the Dark Order? Like, that would be cool. Uh, Or, you know, you start hanging out with... You wrestle like a tag match with Orange Cassidy or something. And he's like, hey... Or he's like, hey, you want to come hang out with me and the boys or whatever? Like, there's a lot of directions you could go with that game. But that's something I think would be very cool for the career mode is... If you get to join different factions, I think that'd be very cool.
2: Yeah, that'd be sick. I haven't seen much of that. That um... It's they've shown very little. Like the oh, okay.
1: the only the only things I've the only things they've seen uh, or shown is they showed like a like footage of a match between Jungle Boy and Darby. Like Darby and Jungle Boy, I think are the only people we've seen models for and they're still very clearly Oh no, you I've seen Sheeta and Kenny's models too. So, they're still very clearly working on it, but there's a lot of cool stuff they could do with it. Um speaking of cool stuff and wrestling, cuz we spent fucking half an hour talking about AEW.
2: Fucking rules.
1: Yep. Um NXT totally fucking Let's rebranded. Go! Us. <laughs> NXT totally rebranded this week and I know we said before oh yeah they can't get the magic back they can't it's not going to be 2012 2013 NXT this show was 2013 NXT as fuck
2: yeah yeah based (laughs) on what I've seen it was like legit like down to the cameras
1: yeah the the cameras uh, the feel of the
2: show was like really nice actually
1: I kind of wish it was still an hour and maybe they'll go back to that but two hours it's two hours what the
2: fuck? That's yeah, weird. I didn't very know weird. That.
1: I, I didn't know that. I, I look, a lot of people didn't like this show because of whatever, I don't know, cuz they I guess they ex- they wanted it to still kind of be old NXT with a new coat of paint. Like NXT as it was 6 months ago, but with a new look, and it's so decidedly not that. Um so you, a lot of the show was introducing uh, new characters, new people. Um, so the first new person you see on this show is a man by the name of Braun Breaker. Because they also apparently oh, brought Ron back... <laughs>
0: Breaker.
1: They apparently also brought back shitty old 2012-2013 NXT names. So this man's name is Braun Breaker. Unfortunately literally everyone alive can tell that he's a Steiner.
2: Like Wait, my dad? Yeah, None of the singlet, right?
1: Yes. But you look at his face, he looks exactly like Rick and Scott.
2: My dad can't come into the arena. Can't be <laughs> no, no my that. uncle can't come into the arena. Oh, he's... uncle. Fuck. Yeah, he's Rick's kid. Oh, he's Rick's kid. He's not Scott. He's not Scott's kid. He's Rick's kid. Um... All right, that's... Alright that makes more sense
1: Yeah but he looks, he looks just like Scott in like 1992 Literally And so I have no idea why they decided No we're not going to call him Bronson Steiner Or Rex Steiner Or anything Because he looks just like His dad And his uncle He sounds like them Like when he cuts a promo later He sounds exactly like Scott
2: What
1: the hell? His music, his theme music starts with a siren. I um, like I Holy heard. It. What the fuck? Just call him, just call him Bronson Steiner or Rick Steiner Jr. or something. But he's very clearly a fucking Steiner. You don't have to call him Braun Breaker. That's a terrible fucking name. But whatever. Yeah, great, he'll come to the main roster, and they'll just call him. Just call him Braun or the Breaker.
2: Breaker uh, Steiner. They
1: could even call him Bron the Bron the Breaker <laughs> and that would that'd be better than Bron Breaker.
2: Bron the S- 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 Steiner Breaker. I don't know, I'm trying.
1: Bron the here. Breaker Steiner?
2: Yes. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that the Breaker is like a nice old school like fucking nickname to have in the middle of like yeah. an actual name. Yeah, I dig that. That's just weird though. Like the dude if the dude looks like him and you have foot f you're going out of your way to make him kind of like his,
1: his theme music has the siren
2: in it. Wow, fuck. I he thought He's pull fucking triglet. I thought Oh my god, for trigger sure.
1: piglet. Full the trigger piglet. Uh I thought for sure. Cause I heard it and I kept like I heard the siren and I thought for sure they were gonna go, Holler if you hear me and <laughs> I was gonna lose my shit. But it did oh, not. God, um, he whooped L.A. Knight's ass. <laughs> L.A. Knight used to be Eli Drake in Impact. Shut the fuck.
2: Yep. I
1: can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Yep. Sam. Sam Shaw and I'm Eli sure. Drake are are in NXT. Wow. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, oh, God. L.A. Knight, I assume, will get drafted. Uh, yeah. Probably to SmackDown because his tights. Like, his logo is the SmackDown logo. Like, the font is the SmackDown font. So, I'm sure he'll get drafted to fucking SmackDown or something, and just be that'll be that. Um, They also debuted. What's his fucking name? Um, Why am I drawing a blank Uh, on this? His name is Trick Williams. So, Trick Trick Williams. Hangs out with uh, Carmelo Hayes, who used to be Christian Casanova on the indies.
2: I see.
1: Uh, he won the NXT breakout tournament uh, a few weeks back, month back, whatever. And so he's got a shot at whatever title, whenever, because he won the tournament. Uh, and Trick is like, hey, you need to stop being humble. You need to stop <laughs> pretending like you're not the shit. And, Literally. Yeah, and so he's like, "You're right, Trick. Uh, fuck all that." Like he basically says, fuck all that. They need to let these dudes say fuck. They also need to let these dudes say nigga. <laughs> oh
2: my god! <laughs>
1: like I'm so oh my serious. God. They are, they they need to let these niggas say nigga. Um, they need to. So this dude Duke Hudson comes out for a match while they're on their way back up the ramp, and he says, uh, "Like he he says to Carmelo." Your win in the tournament was a fluke. You know that, right? Like, you you can't beat me. And we both know that. And then Tr- <laughs> uh, Hudson gets in the ring and Trick says, see, that's what I mean. This stops now. He <laughs> takes his shirt off, gets in the ring, and starts whooping this dude's ass. He does like a fucking capoeira big boot. Like, it's crazy. He does a spinning big me. boot. Kicks his dude in the face. Carmelo kind of, like, stands there for a second, like, dude, come on. What are you doing? And he goes, nah, fuck this. Takes his shirt off, gets in the ring, starts stomping him out.
2: Yo. What the fuck? <laughs> He's like, no, fuck him.
1: You right. And they start beating his ass. It's awesome. That rules. Uh, there's these dudes they debuted a couple weeks ago uh, in the Diamond Mine, which – I don't know if you paid attention to this. Like, have you heard anything about this when they were leading up to the debut of the Diamond Mine? I'm so glad it went in the direction it did. And not the direction people were swearing up and down that it was going to go in. Because all you saw for two, three weeks was just these vignettes that said, uh, Diamond Mine is coming. And the logo is just a diamond. And it says Diamond Mine. And, um, and it's like, people assumed it was about Tessa Blanchard because she her logo is also a diamond yes because people anytime there is a surprise in wrestling for the last year and a half anytime there's a surprise coming up in wrestling people jump to Tessa Blanchard right away
2: oh why you
1: yeah i don't fucking know because nobody signed her cuz she's she's of name that people know uh and so Anytime it's like, hey, somebody's mis- somebody's coming in and nobody's sure who it is. The name that always gets floated is Tessa, and I'm just like, nobody fucking wants her around.
2: No one wants her. nobody likes she's, her. She's, she's burned too many fucking bridges at this point to ever be like, like signed anywhere. Which is right. just like, it's her fault because she's an it's, asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. Like it's.
1: I don't think I can name anybody who's, like, a big Tessa fan. I think people just like the idea of her coming in because she's a name people know. And if she's exactly. a name people know isn't signed anywhere.
2: They're like, oh, it's Tess.
1: <laughs> like, what do you want her to do? Say Tessa Blanchard does go to NXT. What do you want her to do?
2: I was going to say, what, what would you have her do?
1: Because <laughs> none of the women want to wrestle her, and they're not going to do intergender. So,
2: mm, yep
1: so she's kind they of shit out of luck
2: they aren't gonna give her the belt either like <laughs> right mind. like impacted and
1: impact the crazy thing is the shit in impact only went left once she stopped coming to work once yep. she wouldn't even send him the belt back it was like okay this has to change
2: all right you're fucking up like
1: yeah um But anyway, Diamond Mine turned out to be a faction uh, led by Malcolm Bivens. Yes. With fucking Roddy Strong in it. Uh like it's just a fucking it's a it's Is it basically Deki
2: Suzuki in that fucking Yes. Too? Oh my god.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> it's just a shooter faction. It's it's Roddy, Suzuki. Uh, these that's fucking horrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's scary as shit. Uh, it's Roddy Suzuki, um, this new girl they debuted this week named Ivy Nile, uh, and yeah. uh, and these two brothers. This is I, I say all this because I want to talk about these fucking guys. These two brothers, uh, the um, the the Creed brothers. Brutus and Julius Creed I don't want these two guys To ever Wrestle a real tag team (laughs) I don't want these dudes Wrestling for the titles ever I want them to beat up job guys Forever
2: (laughs) That fucking rule.
1: Cause they just throw Their gimmick is that they are big and strong And will beat the shit out of you They're like AOP But way
2: better (laughs) I was going to say, they're, are they the, 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 the fucking amateur wrestler dudes? Yes. <laughs> oh, those guys fucking rule. <laughs>
1: they those just th- fucking rule. They <laughs> just throw job guys around. They tag each other by slapping each other in the face and getting fired up. Like.
2: <laughs> just give me a
1: lot of that. Just give me that. Just give me. The match just has to be like six minutes of just violence uninterrupted. <laughs> That's all I want. Oh, I don't give a shit. About... As our new WWE champion says you want your work rate 30 minute matches not me bump that <laughs> <laughs> if you for a big beanie bed slap it beat
2: um, oh my God
1: they did a fatal four-way tag or a fatal four-way match for the now vacant uh, NXT title Joe vacated the belt on Monday. Um. Uh, due to injury which fuck I know he had to work real hard to get back to like to get cleared to get back in the ring and it sucks for him that he is once again not doing
2: that yeah
1: Uh, and originally it was supposed to be Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunn Tommaso Ciampa and LA Knight in the uh, In the match And Kyle O'Reilly got jumped By Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland Before the match So they're like hey Pete, uh, Kyle's not going to be cleared So We're going to put this new guy Von Wagner in Von Wagner Formerly known as Cal Bloom Is fucking Albert's son
2: What the fuck
1: <laughs> Yeah uh, oh, Bloom. He, Bloom Bloom yeah, yeah Matt Bloom Uh, He I don't know he was in the match He was there I think this is his first TV match No no it's his second Because he was a job guy on Smackdown once Um, I don't know people were very upset that he was in this fucking match It's like whatever He's so clearly not going to win it
2: He's just an extra body. Like, what's the what's? The He's problem? there
1: to. It's like, whoa, this new guy's pretty good, and then not win the match. <laughs> it's fine. Um, you know, it it is what it is. I didn't mind him being there. I think Von Wagner is a terrible fucking name. Oh yeah, it's awful. He sounds like a fucking Punch Out character. Yet. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it is what it is. I don't. I don't, know, I don't care that much. <laughs> I guess. Like I said, he's just he's just a body. Like, yeah. let him do his shit in, and he
2: loses. That's it. I
1: don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't have the time or energy to get mad about wrestling anymore. Like, yeah, we just no. spent an hour talking about shit that I do like. <laughs> you know? there's
2: so much. There's so much to like right now. There's so, like it is so
1: easy to just talk about the stuff I like. You know, I don't. I'm not going to see get mad because they're they, they doing a sh- I don't fucking care, dude. Whatever. Or I- WWE. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You fucking Vincels, you don't get it. You don't understand. You, you you refuse to hear any criticism. It's like, no, man, I just, I don't, I don't care give, that much.
2: Give, give, give us Double D ranting about WWE. Please. You yeah. Vincels,
1: yeah. you e-drones have no rights. <laughs> that is also my monocuma, which you can hear on my streams. Uh, I just hit affiliate on Twitch this past week, so.
2: Yeah, he fucking did. Sorry.
1: Ah, yeah. Um, so I, I do that voice a lot because <laughs> I've been playing Put 2, which that game is fucked. The game is so fucked. Oh. I'll get into it when we start talking about uh, the weeks and shit. Um yes, oh, Von Wagner's in the match. I don't fucking care. Von Wagner's a terrible name. Uh, like, it's weird because all these guys had pretty okay names. Rex Steiner and Cal Bloom are, like, they're fine. Those fine fucking yeah. names. Uh, Whatever. Um... Tommaso Ciampa wins the belt. I don't care. <laughs> it's supposed to be this big one. was like, he's finally reunited with Goldie. 904 days or whatever after he lo- after he relinquished the title due to injury. It's like, one, holy shit. How did this guy avoid going to SmackDown this fucking long? <laughs> if you were in NXT long enough for them to have an exact count of over 900 days... God. Uh. Since the last time you were champion, that's 900 days. That's like 2018. <laughs> I don't get it. Like uh, he just refuses to go up. He said he'll retire if they try to call. Him up. Yep. It's fine, I guess. Um, so then after this, the people are also mad that this last thing. Main event of the show. I I know I skipped over some shit, but, like, whatever. Is it the
2: wedding? Is it the wedding?
1: The wedding. Oh,
2: the wedding's fantastic. The
1: wedding ruled, but people did not like that it was the last thing on the show over the title match. And, again,
2: who fucking cares?
1: Like, whatever. Uh, Like, I get the idea that, like, the world title should always go on last. But it's fuck. whatever, man.
2: (laughs) We're in 2021. Nixon's dead. We, You know, it's fucking, it's fine. It's fine. I feel like that's completely unrelated, but hey, you know, it's fine. Reagan's dead too, so we can, <laughs> we can have Dexter Loomis with with the fucking hatchet and his suit <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's get you into know? let's yeah, get to the really wedding. want to get into
1: this. Let's get to the fucking wedding because that's the whole reason why I wanted to talk about NXT. Uh, also, really quick, they the new NXT theme they sample still Tippin. Really? Yeah, it's fucking... I think it's Wale rapping over the still Tippin' beat. It's crazy.
2: Fucking sick.
1: (laughs) Um, So, they've been doing this angle. It has been the only thing in NXT I've bothered to keep up with is this angle all fucking year with Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. So, Indy Hartwell is this young up-and-coming wrestler who, actually, fuck, it might, when did, okay, so she ends up becoming like the, uh, like the protege to Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, because uh, she helped them out in some matches, I want to say early this year, it might have been late last year, it might have been around Halloween, oh, it was around Halloween last year, yeah. Because uh, they did the Halloween Havoc show, and she was she was fucking Ghostface.
2: <laughs> Holy shit.
1: Yeah. Um, so late last year, she becomes like the sidekick to Candace and Johnny. And then they add Austin Theory, who uh, the less said about him, the better. But I digress. Uh, and they become this faction called The Way, because Johnny Gargano's a big fucking Mandalorian fan. Because he's a big fucking nerd. <laughs> Because <laughs> Johnny Grand was a big fucking geek, they named the, sh- the faction after the Mandalorian. He's always saying, "This is the way." This is the way. Um, so they started doing the story early, where she had a crush on Dexter Loomis, who, uh, if you were like Monet, and didn't it didn't click right away. Dexter Loomis used to be Sam Shaw in TNA. <laughs>
2: So, so, real quick, <laughs> I had no prior knowledge of this. And I. Yeah, despite him I doing was, the
1: same gimmick, he's doing the exact same character he was doing in he TNA. He just doesn't talk. Too, and yes, everything. he's doing the gloves. Uh, and I think his hair just is different now. And he's got the mustache. And I was like, that's.
2: It's Dexter. Dex- Dex- okay, cool, cool, cool. Dexter Dex- Loomis. I don't know who this guy is, but he's pretty cool. And he told me he's fucking Samuel Shaw, and I'm like. He's not Samuel Shaw.
1: He's absolutely Samuel is, Samuel that is, Shaw. That is, That's his totally shoot not, name.
2: That is totally Samuel Shaw.
1: Yeah.
2: It's fucking crazy. It's crazy.
1: You look at a picture of him when he's in TNA and look at him now. It's super weird.
2: It, the, the, I like I literally don't even remember anything he did in TNA outside of his his uh his um. His feud with was it with James Storm? Uh. <sighs> no, no, it wasn't. I can't was fucking with, remember. It was Ken Anderson, I think. Or it was yeah, Gunner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, he had a few with Gunner, and I think he had a few. It was Kenner.
2: Gunner, yeah, because it was about like like uh, veteran stuff. Veteran. Yeah, um, yeah. It so his hair
1: is a lot lighter now, and he's a lot fucking bigger now. Like I, I'm looking at a picture of him when he was in TNA. You know, his face is the same, but he is fucking huge now compared to when he was in when he was in TNA. Like he got fucking gigantic. Um But uh so he is a... Um, so they're doing a thing with him and Indy Hartwell. And so <laughs> they they went through the whole every stage of it of like Johnny and Candace like not approving, and Johnny and Candace are kinda like like acting like surrogate parents here or they're calling him like Papa John um it's it's a lot uh oh and God. like they're trying to keep them apart like it's all it's forbidden love daddy i love him that's the whole <laughs> but <laughs> but Indy's australian so it's like no daddy i love him no,
2: oh, oh, no. i know daddy i love him <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, God. You got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, N-A-U-R-R. Ner, daddy, I love you. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So, they're doing this whole thing, and then they're trying to keep them apart. They 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 set her up so that you think that she – that like, they wanted Indy to think that Dexter Lewis was fucking Poppy. Oh, my God. <laughs> the singer – it, it was it, totally out of control. And the whole time Beth Phoenix is like cheering them on. She's like "True, Like Beth Phoenix, ship her on deck. She's like, no, they got to make it true. Love conquers everything,
0: <laughs> everything,
1: which is awesome, which shout out to Beth Phoenix. Cause she is really, I don't, I don't want to blame her previous co-commentators. Um, but I think the way that their commentary booth is set up right now with um, with Vic Joseph, uh, Beth Phoenix, and uh, Wade Barrett, who still has me blocked on Twitter. I don't know why. Um, with the three of them, I really, really think that Beth has been able to thrive and find a new lane for herself. I, I think she's been fucking great. And she's great in this segment, too. Um, so they... Eventually, Indy asks Dexter to marry her, and he nods because he doesn't talk, so he he agrees. Uh, and then last week, or yeah, last week they do the bachelor and bachelorette parties, and Johnny Gargano is invited to the bachelor party, and oh he God. spends the whole time like, "Fuck this guy, I fucking hate this." And then by the end, he's like, "Nah, this is my fucking guy, <laughs> dude." That rule, uh, like he totally wins him over, and it's like. The <laughs> so we we get to the wedding because I just want to I I feel like we should just say this here because it all makes sense. The uh, bridal party is Indy and then Indy, Candice, and a couple wrestlers who I don't think they've used very much. Um, who are I, I guess they're supposed to be Indy's friends here? Um. Oh shit. <coughs> uh god bless you god bless you kid um the um the groomsmen are Johnny Gargano um Odyssey Jones who's this new <laughs> big fucker like it's a big fucking man uh, who was in the breakout tournament so it's the two of them uh Cameron Grimes Uh, Who is rich. That is his character now. (laughs) He got rich off fucking GameStop stocks. Uh, And I want to say Austin Theory. And they're all... They show up to the wedding. They're not wearing tuxes. They're all dressed like Dexter Lumis. Oh my (laughs) god. So they're all wearing fucking matching Henleys. uh, And cargo pants. And black leather gloves. (laughs) That fucking rules. It's so fucking funny. Um, so the, they get to set up for the wedding, and all the people start coming out, like all the guests. Uh, and so Io Shirai is there uh, with her kind of reluctant tag partner, Zoe Stark. Um, Grizzly Young Vets come out, and they <laughs> one of them definitely says, this has got to be a rib, right?
2: <laughs> My god. <laughs>
1: I, I don't remember which. I want to say it was Zach Gibson is like. This is a whole fucking rib, right? What the fuck? Um. Kushida is out there, and Kushida makes the best fucking face. There's, oh my god, I saw the fucking pictures. Did, did you hear why this happened? No. Okay, so, so it's getting into the wedding. Um. During the vows, Indy says. Something to the effect of "I still remember that night you snuck into my room, or dude, like she's like you snuck into my bedroom." and Candace is like, "You like Dexter starts like shaking his head like, don't say that." He eventually puts his, he eventually puts his hand over the mic so she can't talk. And the camera pans over to Candace, and her eyes oh. are like the size of fucking dinner plates. Holy and sitting man. directly behind her are Io Shirai and Kashida. And Kashida is—he <laughs> <laughs> just makes his fucking face like, "Holy shit! I've never heard anybody talk like that before." Oh my god! <laughs> he like Kashida looks directly into the camera. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's the fucking office. Uh. They the priest asks, does anybody have a reason why these two should not be married? Speak now or forever. Hold your peace. And every guest, except for Johnny and Candace and Austin or except for Johnny and Candace and the, the guys in the, the, the groomsmen. They all raise their hands. And then Loomis opens his, like he just holds open his his jacket and turns towards the camera, and he's got a fucking hatchet.
2: Shit rolls. <laughs> My fuck keeps dying on.
1: Oh, and the best part is his expression never changes. He, his face does not change a single time <laughs> this entire
2: segment. Holy shit! It's fucking he's, he's in. He's so good.
1: He's, he's so good. It's he's fucking incredible. So good. Um, At one point Indy says uh, When people say that you're a freak I say damn right he's a freak And he just nods (laughs) (laughs) And the crowd fucking goes The crowd pops huge for that (laughs) Also I do I just remembered there is a segment When they were uh, they go on a date And Johnny and Candace are trying to ruin the date Or they're trying to keep an eye on it And then they end up Trying to ruin the date And they end up Throwing a cake In his face And uh Johnny makes a comment The next week He's like Yeah how'd Dexter Like the cake And Indy says Oh he loved it He even had room Left for pie And Johnny and Candace Kind of look at each other And they're like He doesn't She doesn't mean No
2: (laughs) Oh my god
1: (laughs) Oh fuck Dexter Loomis Confirms Confirmed big fan of pie. <laughs>
2: hmm. He's a man of culture.
1: Big fan of Puntang Pie.
2: <laughs> um, Holy shit. I think he sounds great. Uh, it,
1: it's, it, look, I'm not going to say I'm going to watch it every week because I'm not. I'm not. I checked it out, out of curiosity. I'm glad I caught this segment. Also, Dexter chokes out the priest. And Beth Phoenix. Oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, also worth mentioning. God, I keep remembering shit as I do this. We are an hour to 35 in. And we got to get to other shit. But at one point, Dexter or uh, Cameron Grimes shows up and he's like, hey, man, I found the priest. And it's fucking Damien Priest. Oh, my
2: God. Really? <laughs> like,
1: yeah. And he's like, they're like, Johnny goes, dude, that's he's not a priest. It's just his last name. And he looks at him he's like, wait, really? Like, yeah, dude. Where's the bar? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Damien Priest showed up because he just wanted to fucking party. That's it. You wanted to get drunk and meet some nice women? Good for him. His character is Good that he's got hoes.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Um, uh, so, after Indy's done with her vows, the priest says... Dexter, do you have anything you would like to say to your bride? And Dexter just slowly hold, holds up a fully extended thumbs up. And the priest is like, "Really, dude? That's all? That's all you've got to say?" Indy, just your, your beautiful bride to be, just gave these, just poured her heart out in front of the whole world for you, and you know, all you've got is a thumbs up. And then and then Dexter chokes the priest out. And it's,
2: no, it's not Damien Priest.
1: No, the priest is not Damien Priest. Damien no, priest, priest is sitting is in the just, crowd.
2: A, the priest is literally just some guy. Yeah, just some
1: guy. Damien Priest is sitting in the crowd.
2: And then Beth Phoenix gets choked And then out. Beth
1: Phoenix... No, she just comes in. She's like, I was afraid something like this might happen, so I got ordained last night.
2: Holy shit.
1: And then... Uh, she says Dexter Do you take Indy To be your lawfully wedded wife And for the, This is the first two words It's like when Cain spoke for the first time Remember how Cain's oh first words were Suck it <laughs> uh,
2: Suck it
1: Suck uh, it He says I
2: Do and everyone goes fucking crazy. <laughs> oh my god! That's su- it, that, isn't that a successful wedding?
1: Yeah. The, yes. <laughs> it happened, and there were no shenanigans like after the fact. Because, like, I made the point on Twitter. I was like, or I asked the question. I was like, Hey, has there ever been a fucking? Is this the first WWE wedding to never to not have any shenanigans? And people were like, Well, Macho Man and Elizabeth, but all that shit happened after after the uh. After the wedding, it was during the reception, Jake fucking attacked uh, Macho Man with a snake. Um, yes. And Vicky and Edge. Um, after that, two things happened, which was uh, the Hardys threw a cake at Vicky. Because oh <laughs> they booked great. the Hardys to wrestle each other on that show, which is fucking weird. Um, so they come out and they throw the cake at them. Uh, and then uh Triple H revealed that Edge was cheating on v- Vicky with um with Alicia Fox.
2: Oh my god, that's right. Um
1: uh so yeah, this is the first time where it's just like hey, everything went right for the most part other than him choking the priest out. Everything went pretty all right. It
2: happens, it happens. Yeah. Um That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Dexter Loomis for NXT champ. <laughs> you
1: know what, fuck it, why not? Oh, the show ended with, um, with Bron Breaker staring down Tommaso Ciampa. Holy shit. So they they might just be putting the rocket on the Steiner Kid, which is cool. Just do it. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Um, last thing before we get out of here, uh, I decided on a whim. Well, there are two things I want to talk about before we get out of here. Uh, and I'll, I'll make them quick because we are running kind of long. Um, one, I, I read more X-Men comics, uh, and so I read – one? I read more of Marauders, but the big one that I picked up, um, I read all of Cable, uh, the, the most recent run by Jerry Duggan, yes. uh, which is great, stars uh, teenage Cable, uh, who has come back from the future after killing his older self. Um, And just trying to live like a somewhat normal life on Krakoa with his family, which is really good. Uh, He's dating all five of or I guess four of four of the five daughters of Emma Frost, who are the hive mind, the Stepford Cuckoo, which (laughs) fucking crazy shit.
2: What? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm dating my dad.
1: Yeah, I'm dating my dad's ex's five daughters who share a mind.
2: That's. I mean, hey. <laughs> yeah, hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um.
1: That's really good, and uh, the other one uh, that I was reading is *Hellions*, which is. Uh, so it is a book where mutants that they are basically trying to rehabilitate into society, or that are kind of too crazy to like let loose on their own. Uh, so it's Wild Child, uh, Empath, Gray Crow, Havoc.
2: <laughs> oh, this is
1: how I bring that back and uh, Psylocke, not Betsy. Uh, Kanon. Okay, I was gonna say. And it's interesting. It's it's pretty good. Oh, and Nanny and the Orphan Maker, which is Wh- awesome. when did this come out? This is this is a Krakoa era comic. Um, this oh. is this is recent. Uh, it actually is ending in the next couple months. I think. I think it's, it ends in December. Um, and a big plot point is that Madeline Pryor was alive, and then she is killed, and they won't bring her back. I see, because they have a rule about clones. Uh, it, and it's really feels like it's a no Madeline prior, no strife rule because mm-hmm. when she dies and they will bring her back, have it kind of, he's like, Scott, you got to talk to them. They'll listen to you. They won't listen to me. Um, and he'll tell anybody who listens that they're not bringing her back. And so this eventually, um, honey badger, who is a clone of Laura Wolverine, uh, Formerly X twenty uh, yeah. three, they Gabby uh, the you know Honey Badger. She's like, Hey, I'm a clone. So if I die, you guys gonna bring me back? And they're like, Whoa, whoa, no! We basically we like you. <laughs> it's a it's a no Maddie no Maddie Pryor no uh, strife rule. <laughs> it's like holy shit. Basically, we'll bring back clones that we like. <laughs> Literally. Uh, and so it's like Havoc kind of dealing with that, um, mm-hmm. and Kanon kind of being in charge of this team, and like Mister Sinister going, "Hey, keep them in line. Also, they work for Mister Sinister."
2: What the fuck,
1: really? <laughs> yeah, because Mister Sinister, Mister Sinister is on the the ruling body. He's on the, the the Quiet Council of Krakoa.
2: That's with like Apocalypse and Magneto and yeah, Xavier, it's, right? It's Xavier.
1: I think as of right, or as of where. Actually, just from the beginning, it's Xavier, Magneto, Apocalypse, Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, Mystique, Exodus, Apocalypse, Mr. Sinister, Kate Pride, Sebastian Shaw, and Emma Frost.
2: Holy shit. That's that's a great crew. <laughs>
1: that's that these are the people making your loss. Holy shit. Um and so Mr. Sinister is like, yeah, my, my new team, the Hellions, which I'm calling because uh, Kate Pride stole the Marauder's name. Fucking good rules. Goddamn. Um, so that's been good. Uh, last thing I want to talk about, and then I'll try and keep this under 20 minutes.
2: <laughs> that's okay.
1: Um, I've been watching a lot of Bond movies. I, I decided I'm going to watch all of them. So, I started oh God, at the beginning.
2: Yeah. Right. You're a Bond boy now. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. I, so, I started. I watched... I have
1: watched Dr. No from Russia with Love and Goldfinger.
2: And how are you liking them? How are you liking them so far?
1: It's So, it's interesting because they are definitely products of their time. Absolutely. Uh, Connery's Bond is absolutely a product of his time. Because uh, he is like a, he is a male power fantasy, if there ever was oh, one. Totally. Oh, like, totally. Like, he's just ultra charismatic. Every woman he meets wants to fuck him. Uh, <laughs> but also, he is constantly getting captured. <laughs> Always. I think he gets captured or tricked. Like, so it's like... How do I put this? You remember how in Civil War... Nobody could get one over on Black Panther.
2: Yeah.
1: You now, uh, and then in his own movie, it's like, so like in Civil War and everything, he's just the coolest fucking guy. But then the second he's in his own movie, he's just, everyone is Getting constantly like, to him. yeah, everyone's get his, just kicking his ass all the time. That's kind of how it is for Bond. But like, so in Dr. No, he just is basically untrickable. The only reason yeah. he gets captured in Dr. No is because they have a fucking tank with a flamethrower on it. Holy shit. And so... It's interesting because Dr. No and From Russia With Love kind of feel like companion pieces. Like, they're all companion pieces. But, like, Dr. No and From Russia With Love feel like they were made to be watched kind of back-to-back. I see. Because Spectre is introduced as a property in Dr. No and then further expanded upon in From Russia With Love. But also because a lot of the story beats or a lot of like the scenes in from Russia with love feel referential to Dr. No. Um they feel like hey, remember how he did this in the, first, in, the in the last movie? And also it feels like the villains have seen Dr. No because they are constantly yeah. anticipating everything he's going to do before he does it. Like, their entire plan is based on Bond walking into a trap that he knows is a trap. But they know that he and MI6 are going to be too arrogant to... They're going to they're gonna play right into it on purpose. So they set an obvious trap for him, and then set a second trap inside that trap.
2: Holy shit.
1: Yeah. Um. But, like... So, in Dr. No, he... Here's here's what happens is Bond is introduced, Bond gets the mission, Bond go Bond flies from uh from England to another country. He is picked up at the airport, he is tailed. In Dr. No, the driver at the airport is working for is working for the enemy. Like he very quickly realizes, oh, this guy is totally here to try and kill me. Yeah. Um and then he deals with it, he gets to the hotel, he gets or he meets with who he's supposed to meet with, they give him the info, he gets back to his hotel, he checks the room, he does whatever. From Russia with love, he so in Doctor No he lands in Jamaica and that happens. And from Russia with Love he lands in uh Istanbul. And pretty much so he's picked up at the airport then they are followed by the bulgarians to where they are supposed to where he's supposed to go uh like the embassy or whatever uh then he meets with somebody then he goes to his hotel he checks the room and then he does whatever like they the they play out in that almost exact same order the same things happen uh and th- and then they start to kind of branch out and do different things goldfinger is like, okay, let's do this in a completely different way. Uh, so you meet Bond, and he is already on a mission. And he finishes that up. Uh, he kills a dude by throwing a throwing a lamp into the bathtub when this dude lands. That rules. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. Um, and then you go from there. Goldfinger, weirdly, because, so Dr. Uh, from Russia With Love references the events of Dr. No. Directly. They, they say, oh, it's been six months since you got back from Jamaica. Um, and other characters mention Dr. No, like the, the characters from Spectre. In Goldfinger, Goldfinger is kind of the movie that is, that is the Bond movie that people recognize, Yes, uh, the most because it's the one that gets parodied and everything. Like all the kind of Bond tropes start with Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. So things like, okay, your car has an ejector seat and a thing that destroys the tires and uh, a, the fucking uh, an acid spray that shoots out of the back and all this shit. That's all Goldfinger. No, Mister Bond, I expect you to die, Goldfinger. Bond being weirdly pushy with a woman. Goldfinger. The name Literally
2: everything. Oh my god.
1: The name Pussy Galore. Really?
2: Fucking A. Yeah. Goldfinger.
1: Yeah. Uh So the Bond girls are interesting. Because oh, yeah. Bond has Bond has a type. Bond sleeps with like every woman he meets, but like He's really got a thing for blondes. It's very yep. weird. Um, which I guess is Hollywood. Oh, well, I guess it's movies at the time. Because this wouldn't have been Hollywood. This would have been Europe. A lot of the shit is produced. But, so... Bond... Let's see. Honey Rider in Doctor No. Tanya Romanova in... From Russia with Love. And Pussy Galore in... In um, Goldfinger. Who Bond convinces to, so originally she works for Goldfinger, and then she has sex with Bond, and then decides to switch
2: sides. Fucking perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the
1: the only complaint I have about that movie is that Bond is really weird to pussy gold and i have to keep in mind this movie is 19 came out in like 1965 like he's he is weirdly forceful with this woman and then it's like right the mid 60s
2: yeah
1: um where this is not seen as creepy this is seen as charming jesus christ seen as assertive and not uh me pulling at my collar and going <laughs> <laughs>
2: um
1: Oddjob is also in that movie, and Oddjob is fucking perfect. Oddjob, Oddjob rules.
2: Is this a villain or? A yes,
1: he he's a he's a villain. He works for Goldfinger. He has a bowler hat.
2: Oh, yes, the, the, the bowler hat.
1: The razor bladed bowler hat. He uses yes. to decapitate yeah. a statue. Uh, Bond hands him a golf ball. That Vaughn hands him a golf ball, which I'm pretty sure has a tracker in it, and he doesn't realize it or something. Um, and Oddball proceeds to crush the golf ball in his hand.
2: What the fuck? <laughs>
1: like, just turns it to fucking dust. It's crazy. Um, like, a big part of the plot is about, like, China give like the Chinese government gives hot uh, gives um, Goldfinger a nuclear bomb
2: (laughs) oh okay
1: and he or it's a a nuclear device it's not a bomb per se yeah
2: they don't call it a bomb or a missile no so
1: Bond calls it a bomb and then Goldfinger corrects him and says I prefer to call it a nuclear device because he um, wants to make all of he wants to make all of the gold in Fort Knox radioactive. And thus make it worthless. Which would then in turn make all the gold in his possession worth more so then he could sell it to the US government.
2: What the hell?
1: It's insane. The plots in all of these movies are like incomprehensible.
2: Yeah, they're I was gonna say they're all literally I, I'm excited to see um the No Time to Die, the the new one. Yeah, No Time to Die. I'm I'm excited to see that. But um, so far you're only into the Sean Connery. Bond, I'm only right? into the
1: Connery ones. I'm gonna check really quick. Uh,
2: I'd like Roger Moore.
1: I've see that's what I'm excited for. So I have one more for, or no, I have two more for um. Where do I? Hang on. Uh, Um. I have a total of three left with Connery, but it's Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, and then On Her Majesty's Secret Service, or, yeah, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is George Lazenby. I see. Um. So George Lazenby, and then back to uh, back to Connery for one last one for Diamonds Are Forever, and then it's um, Live and Let Die. So then I'm onto the more stuff, which is Live and Let Die, uh, The Man with the Golden Gun.
2: Oh my God, The, the Man spy with the Golden Gun. I, I I love I love The Man with the Golden Gun. I like that one a lot actually.
1: Spy who loved me, for your eyes only, and Octopussy.
2: Oh my God, Octopussy! <laughs> no, I have never seen it.
1: 007, I don't think you're ready for Octopussy. <laughs> oh
2: man! I'm um, I- excited for you to get to watch the Roger Moore ones, though. Those are those are like god tier those
1: so the connery and Moore are the two that i that everyone insists are like the fucking all-time great ones so i'm uh
2: you're nervously excited yeah 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 Yeah, i haven't seen them in years so (laughs) um what what i'm really a lot
1: i'm really excited to get to the ones from the 80s um oh fuck yeah Because the 80s are, for your eyes only, Octopussy, Never Say Never Again, A View to a Kill, The Living Daylights, and License to Kill. I'm really excited. I want, I almost want to watch Thunderball and then Never Say Never Again back to back. Because Never Say Never Again is just Thunderball again. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's not even like Thunderball 2. It's just Thunderball, but Connery's older.
2: That's fucking funny.
1: And then there are the two with, like, because they may, you know, a lot of people talk now about, like, hey, you're making all these movies uh, back to back to back to back. Like, you don't have to annualize them. And they're right in that things don't need to be fucking annual. I think that making them annual in that way is <sighs> not you everything has to be annual. easily. Right, like like Pokemon becoming annual is the worst thing that could have happened to those fucking games, you know? Oh,
0: yeah, um, absolutely.
1: But they made all these movies every year. So Dr. No is 1962, From Russia With Love is 1963, Goldfinger is 64, Thunderball is 65, You Only Live Twice in 67, On Her Majesty's Secret Service in 69, Diamonds Are Forever in 71. And then Live and Let Die in 73, Man with a Golden Gun 74, Spy Who Loved Me 77, Moonraker 79, For Your Eyes Only 81, Octopussy and Never Say Never Again in 83. Um, but they were made by different production companies. A Few to a Kill in 85, The Living Daylights in 87, License to Kill in 89. And then they took a break. License to Kill comes out in 89, and then there's not another Bond movie until Goldeneye in 95. Holy shit. And then you get Gold 995, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies in 97, The World's Not Enough in 99, Die Another Day in 2002. I see, and
2: that that caps off Pierce Brosnan. right? Right, you get the
1: four Pierce Brosnan movies, and then you get the Daniel Craig movies, 06, 08, 2012, 2015, 2021. So they've actually made them less annual over time.
2: Yep because the budget's gone up, they're doing more with it, right. they're actually, they're trying to, to branch out from everything they've done before and that's what makes me so interested about this new one coming up You know, it seems like they're, they're putting a lot of stock into it you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard of, been hearing about it for the past three fucking years so, you know it's a good time to start getting into Bond, honestly
1: yeah, and it's, it's interesting to see how things go Things play out, and what I I want to see is if these movies make sense. If you see them, see each different actor playing Bond as a different James Bond, like as a different person with the code name James Bond. Holy that, shit! Because like that's that's. That's always been the, the hang-up that people have, is that, like, well, why can't Idris Elba play Bond? Uh, because Bond's always been white. Well, yeah, but he's not... Hey, that was a weird cut, right? Uh, sorry about that. Um, so, something went wrong in the recording process, um... And, basically, we lost the last eight or so minutes of the podcast. It's mostly just us talking about, uh, how weird it is that, uh there are multiple Bonds who are not white and who are not English, specifically. Who are not... uh, Who are not English men. um, Those being Sean Connery and George Lazenby. Uh, We also go through the rankings or the the ratings for different Bond movies on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I saw that it's basically all down here. uh, All downhill from here. uh, After Goldfinger. (laughs) Um up until like Casino Royale, so excited to get to that, um, we will be back, uh, for more stuff and things, more bits and bobs, things of that nature, um, in a week, couple weeks, unclear, um, sorry, this episode's gonna end weird, uh, I really don't have a way to end this other than just saying, hey, our bad, or specifically, my bad, uh, But until next time, uh, take care, stay safe, and we'll see you uh, in the future. Bye.